Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is an ep- a, it's a podcast, friends, where we, we watch an episode of Parks and Rec, and then we talk about it. My name is Jason. I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. What's up? Oh, wow. Wow. Getting in the time machine. Uh, listener, before I'll get ready we, for the next we, podcast. <laughs> perfect. Before we uh, hit record, Jeremy and I were talking about time travel as we do. And mm-hmm. we said today, we said today, listener, we are going to be as focused as we possibly can be. And that might not be very much, but it's as much as we can do. So we'll keep it promises. When you say time travel, like when you say like, I gotta go back in time, it always makes me think of Lost. Let's talk about Lost today. We gotta go back gotta to go, the island. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go, go back. back. I gotta go yeah. back. Um, when I hear people say, let's talk about Lost, what I hear is, let's be disappointed. Yeah, let's stop at season three, episode six and call it good. Is that when uh, Mary from The Hobbit puts his window, his hand on the window and says, not Penny's boat? That was awesome. That was a great cliffhanger. And I was like, yes, excellent. Awesome things are going to start happening. And uh, yeah, and there's a lot of good and shows. And then there was an island with other people on it. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that could have been really good. So anyway, yeah. but you know what's not disappointing? Parks and what's Recreation. That? Not usually. Parks and Recreation. Not usually. <laughs> not usually. Well, but I know how it ends and I'm still ha- that's why That's why we're here. So wait, you've watched all these without me? I've been going to what well, I've been doing this like I'm on like first time through. Just kidding. Just one time. <laughs> OK. All right. I got I got the cli- I got the cliff notes. It's been out for a long time. So <laughs> I would love all, they, to, to they get all, the cliff notes. They all got explained to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we used to be the cliff notes version, but then we got the we found the the scripts and just started reading them. And then now, like, now it's just like the whole show again. We're now the the commentary. We're the director's cut of a commentary. We're the director's, oh gosh, where we re- but it's a two person show reenacting the show. <laughs> All right, well we won't do that this time. We'll just get right to okay, it. Let's not. Let's start with the cold open, just because it is nothingness, right? Uh, and Line, then twenty twenty. Uh, that's a stretch. <laughs> um, so. No, let's not do that, Jeremy. Let's let's be focused. Remember, I said oh, yeah. I said right at the beginning, okay. we're going to be as focused as we can be. <laughs> so, um, we uh, we're going to we're going to attack this episode with three major plot lines. Right? There's uh, mm-hmm. Leslie and April's plot line, and then we have an Andy plot line and a uh, Ben and Tom plot line. And um, the cold open kind of sets up the Ben and Tom plot line a little bit um, because. Ben and Leslie are at DC or in DC and it opens up and less like Jeremy said, like Leslie says 2020. Uh, and if you are a student of American history and our political system, then you would recognize that 2020 is an election year because it happens every four years. It coincides with the leap year and the summer Olympics when there isn't a worldwide pandemic. Um, and so uh, the 2020 election year, Leslie it, she's she's telegraphing where she's at right away because it's just, the camera's just focused on them. Twenty twenty, uh, that's a stretch, and then okay, twenty 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 and this uh, they're standing right in front of the White House, which is where the president lives, and he works, 
Sometimes. And so, yeah, sometimes. They, they work sometimes in the White House. Or when they're in the White House, they sometimes work. But they've always lived there until they die. Some have died there. Anyway. They're all there still? Yeah, they're ghosts. Like Barack is just chilling in like one of the wings? Well, uh, I mean, I, think, I don't know if they like revoke their key card. They collect them? They just collect all the presidents? Yeah. Well, I think they can just come anytime. So that's cool. Maybe not the previous guy, but um, yeah, I would love it if the president had to have a key card to get around the White House. <laughs> like who changed carry who changed keys, the code? <laughs> have to carry keys, a wallet, like everything is covered for them. Right. But it would be just so great if they had to have a key card. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you have a card? I can't let you in without the card. <laughs> beep, beep. And it has to be on one of those, those like long, long, uh, retractable line things yes. that they clip to yeah. their belt. Yeah. And, uh, they carry around a parking pass cause they don't drive themselves, but they're like, just in case <laughs> put this on my car on the little, uh, the little yeah. lanyard thing for the, the rear view mirror. So anyway, um, but they're in DC because Ben is, uh, coming home, so he's getting all this stuff from his DC apartment, his office, and all that stuff. And um, and so Leslie came along because why wouldn't she pass up an opportunity to look at their future house? Um, and uh, and then Ben's like, I got you an engagement present. And Leslie, um, because she's Leslie, her first response is, "Is it a Waffle Tower?" <laughs> Which, wow, Ben, a Waffle Tower. Thank you. Um, and he's like, no, it's a little better than that. And what is it? Well, he worked out a, a bunch of favors so that he could introduce Leslie to her celebrity crush, Joe Biden, who at the time was vice president of these United States. Um, and, uh, and so Leslie meets Joe Biden and goes Biden crazy. <laughs> she loses her mind. She's totally nonsense. Biden, Biden. Biden crazy name of my next rap album. <laughs> I, I, what was your previous rap album? Um, uh, just Biden my time. <laughs> so it's all like Joseph <laughs> yeah, Robinette Jr. Joseph Robinette <laughs> Biden Jr. Themes. Yes. So, yep. so during the, the interregnum between Barack Obama's presidency and Joe Biden's presidency, those four years, would have been Joe Biden just Biden his time. So you were you writing about like what he was up to? Like yeah. Like ice cream. And yeah, who know, who knows what he did? That's what, it's a it's a con, it's a concept album. Yeah, it's like about smelling hair <laughs> and hu long hugs. Um <laughs> I have a I have a western themed one. It's called Biden High and <laughs> where we ride horses <clears throat> so yeah it's a whole you got, check me out on soundcloud um yeah i'll get i'll get a link out sometime when i figure out how to do that <laughs> check me out on soundcloud that's a sentence that just sounds like sadness um so yeah so leslie meets joe biden goes crazy uh she says how handsome he is a couple times wants to touch his face it's all very creepy um and i wonder <laughs> I try not to be too political. I don't like when people are that way, but I wonder if this is where Joe learned this kind of stuff. 
I thought the same thing. I was like, this is a little too on point here. Ah, the tables have this turned. This is 10 years too early, right? He's like, he's like I kind of like this. It's on anyway. camera. I mean, it can't be bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Joseph Robinette Biden and Jr. Then, and then and then he's he he's president in 2020 when Nope said that's the first time. So that's why she couldn't win in 2020. Right. She'll have to go so in she, 2024. She could. Her and Ben could win uh, the 2024 nomination and election. Anything is possible if we've learned anything from American politics in the last, uh, what has it been, 400 years uh, since uh, <laughs> celebrities started running for office? Well, has it been 400 years? <laughs> I can't, I don't know. Last week felt like forever. Well, it, started, it started in the 80s, didn't it? Yeah, Reagan was... With that- with that two-bit that two-bit hack (laughs) (laughs) oh i loved i i love back to the future uh so speaking of time travel anyway so yeah so that's a fun cold open uh totally focused good great cold open we meet uh you know leslie celebrity crush it's all good and as they're leaving uh she goes to the secret service agent and says you don't let anything happen to him you understand he's precious cargo (laughs) so uh yeah so then um Let's uh, follow the Tom plotline or the Ben top plotline here because he's coming back uh, to Pawnee and he's looking for a job um, because he's not going to run campaigns anymore. And so he uh, starts out talking about how he's joining this accounting firm uh, that he almost joined last year, gave him great benefits um, and a sweet windbreaker. So he's coming back into that. Um, And uh, yeah. And so he runs into uh, he's walking with Chris and in the hallway and then tom comes and says hey if it's not mr looks and professor books uh it's like points at chris he's looks and points to tom and while he's saying this uh top points to ben ben says i got it of course you do books (laughs) like um so uh so chris uh then also gives fun facts and this is what i wrote down is he gives a fun fact a regular fact and an unfun fact (laughs) so uh ben got his amazing accounting job uh Regular fact, I have to go to a meeting. Unfun fact, my uncle just had a stroke. <laughs> so, uh, and then I'm off. Well, and he takes- see ya. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, the, I, 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 I just love Rob Lowe in these moments where he goes from like elation to sadness. Like, like he, he does a great job. <laughs> and then coming right back to normal. And then snaps out of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, he's so, he's fun. Um, and so then Tom starts to talk to Ben about his business idea, rent a swag. Um, and, and so Ben is like, oh, what's the company? And Tom says, we specialize in making stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks. <laughs> and, and Ben's like, I'll pass. No. Um, and, uh, but then he says, that's actually like, he's going to rent out his clothes to, to tweens because he's the average size of a Pawnee 12 year old. Um, he's the same size as an average Pawnee 12 year old. And, uh, and so. Um, so he's like, yeah, that's actually been, that's a good idea. And so he agrees to look over his books. Um, and, and so they go fast forward. He's looking over the books, his business plan, all that stuff. And Tom says, do you want to be my CFO? And Ben says, actually, I'll help you as a friend, but I, I, I don't want to, um, I already have a job and I don't want another E720 disaster. And I love Tom's response is like, yeah. It was a disaster. Too bad we didn't see it coming. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Ben 
I told him it was going to be a disaster. <laughs> and he looks right at the camera like, OK, sure. Um, yeah, we all saw it coming. Um, so, yeah, so he's in. He's going to help Tom as a friend, which is great. Ben's a good dude. Um, and uh, so Ben is going to try to help Tom with some investors. And that's the first stop they uh, they go to. They go to Jessica Wicks, who is the new CEO, president, runner, owner, I don't know, of Sweetums. And because um, Nick Newport died. And so she's taking over. And so Ben is like, we, we think a partnership would be beneficial between Reds of Swag, Sweetums. Um, and uh, I was trying to figure, like, how, how does that work? Like, like you tell kids about like clothes. You eat so much of our candy that you grow to your clothes. Now you can rent them over there. Like what? Well, I think it's more of a will your company invest in this company? Mm, gotcha. Like, like let's get gotcha. this off the ground. Uh, Tom has some money from Ron, but um, some kind of uh, um, another he's looking for startup capital. Good. Yeah, and maybe even building a board with because uh, like uh, oftentimes like corporate boards have people from other companies sitting on their board, so maybe something like that. Um, but the uh, Jessica is a little gun shy with Tom and his ideas because he. Uh, had some gourmet French food thing that he talked to Jessica about. And Tom explains his Esco escargot delivery service snail mail. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, terrible idea. And, uh, and he's so like, Tom's asked, do you want to partner up? And she says, no, we actually have a bit of a mishap. Uh, and then Ben explains the Sweetums molasses storage vat <laughs> exploded. It's a slow moving ecological disaster. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and Tom's like, well, it's good. I'll press is good press. And Ben's like, no, it's not. Homes were very gradually flooded. <laughs> Jessica points out <laughs> people died. So <laughs> how all, all I can, th- all I can think of is the scene in Austin powers with the steamroller. Yeah. Where they, it's just slowly it's like, <laughs> coming yeah, out. It's like, yeah, that's uh, it. it is a funny Just scene. put that in your head and laugh because that's that's the, that's the joke. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, sorry. Yeah, sorry to spoil some of Austin Powers. Um, but my question is like, it's very gradual flooding of houses. People died. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing yeah. what we know about Pawnee, did people die because they were like, ah, oh, sweet molasses. And they oh, tried yeah. to eat 100%. it. As it's coming in and they got trapped. Is it like a seven situation? It's free. It's free molasses. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah. So people died. And uh, and so Jessica's like, no, we I'm not really able to join your team because we're starting a nonprofit to restore our name. And she looks at Ben and says, any interest in running it? Um, and uh, and, you know, she's like, I know Bobby Newport's my stepson, but you did a really great job on Leslie's campaign. Um, and so you're on our short list. And then uh, Tom is like completely shocked. He's like, so you're saying no to me on all fronts, but you're offering Ben a job. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's it. And so he's like, I don't yep. understand what's happening. Um, and then for fast forward a little bit more, and Ben is using some of his connections with the media landscape of Pawnee to try to put together a profile for 
Tom's business on one of their many, many television shows in Pawnee. <laughs> Again, the media landscape of Pawnee makes zero sense, but whatever. Um, and, uh, and so the, I don't know if this guy's a producer or a host of a show and he's like, uh, I, I can't do the profile and we need to wait a few months for the business to start, which totally makes sense. Um, and, uh, and then he looks at, at Ben, he's like, Hey, you ran that campaign in Washington, right? And Tom's like, are you going to offer him a job? He's like, yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> his character's, was it his character's name was Brian Raisins. Uh, was it? I didn't catch that. Brian Raisins. Yeah, it's, uh, okay. yeah, played by, by Paul Rust. He's a, he's a funny dude. Brian Raisins. <laughs> Brian Raisins. <laughs> I love these names. They're so wonderful. Um, <laughs> And uh, and so uh, Brian Raisins is uh, putting together a political chat show and they need some correspondence. And, and Ben's like, no, nah, I'm shaky on TV. And, um, and Tom points out, it's like uh, the guy's like, yeah, but people like authenticity. And Tom's like, no, he stinks. He sweats. He stutters. It's like the king speech. But before the part, the first part, before he's fixed. <laughs> and that was Brian's my favorite like, part. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is I just totally love how he puts his hand up. <laughs> Why is this all happening? Yeah, fun fact: Paul Paul Rust is on. He's on a show uh, called The Great North with Nick Offerman. That's produced by the same people. It's made by the same people who do Bob's Burgers. So oh. there's a little little, little Pawnee, uh connection there, Parks and Rec connection. All right. Wow. Yeah. He also wrote for Arrested Development. Wow. This guy's he's. He seems like a uh, productive member of the uh, the the Hollywood machine. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Paul mm-hmm. Rust. We're proud of you. So proud. Anyway, uh, after that moment <laughs> of pride, uh, let's uh, move on to the next scene with Ben and Tom. Uh, there's Tom sitting in the courtyard and Ben, and ben walks in and <laughs> Tom's like, any more job offers? That's the last I saw you. Uh, and Ben's like, oh, yeah, but. It's just a management position at Urban Outfitters. I turned it down. Um, and <laughs> uh, and Tom's like, I can't believe this. Like, maybe I should just be like you and stick with my boring day job. And Ben's like, my accounting job isn't boring. And Tom, Tom says a moment of truth here about our culture that is so wonderful. If it was remotely interesting, there would be a show on it, on A&E about it. They have a show about storage unit auctions. That's, yeah that's true which i love i actually i like i watched that show for a long time it was super fun um and ben's like Fair storage point. wars yeah uh and uh and but he says like look you're passionate about this so you just got to keep it going and you know things will turn around and also what time is that show about storage units on <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they have a yeah. show about everything there's there's shows about legos there's shows about dominoes i mean what isn't there a show about anymore I yeah, so Ben has all these opportunities before him, um, and uh, the credit scene is uh, Ben going to uh, finally go into his office, and Barney is there and says, "I know you changed your mind last time. We offered you a job, but we're just really thrilled you're here again." And uh, and he's like, "This is our best office, and it's a windowless rectangle cube." Um, and he's like, as you can see, you have a wonderful view through your office window of the billing department and a woman comes out and he's like, Hey, Sharon. And she's just like, shh, <laughs> which having worked in the cubicle, accurate. 
<laughs> accurate vibe. Um, yeah. And so Barney's like so excited to have Ben here. And Ben's like, yeah, this is great. And he looks at his desk in the office and he's like, but I have to quit again. <laughs> and Ben, Barney's like, oh, is this a classic Ben joke? He's like, no, really, I can't do this. <laughs> I need to move my life in another direction. And Ben, Barney is just like, this is disappointing again. <laughs> I'm uh, maybe I just I love Barney so much. Maybe someday we'll figure out a magic formula that, that gets you to work here. And Ben then says, "Well, formulas are my formula for moolah." <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and Ted, and Barney is delighted by this again, and he's like, "Ted, get Ted! in here!" <laughs> Ben's quitting again, but you got to hear what he said. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Ben like wraps up everything and saying like, you know, Leslie's been saying I should do something I love and she's right. And so maybe I'll do the TV thing or I'll work for the Sweden's foundation. I don't know. Life is short, but, uh, why be an accountant? You know, I mean, other than the stability, the health plan and the above average pay, it's like, oh, that's just, this better work out. <laughs> so, uh, it ends with Ben having a moment of liberation and then instant regret, instant Classic regret. Ben. Classic Ben. So that's uh, oh, that's I the see, Ben plot. I feel you, buddy. That's how I feel every time I order anything at a restaurant. It's like, oh shoot! I, I should have. Why did it? I didn't want this. I really uh, wanted the we, Monte Cristo. Dang it! Those are good. We went to Red Robin the other day. Uh huh. And every time I go to Red Robin, I am more disappointed than the last time I went to Red Robin. How come? It just is not as good as it used to be. Yeah. And I think it's when they stopped putting their food in baskets. You know, like putting a burger on a plate. Why are you doing that? Putting it back yeah, in that basket. You're going to eat it with a fork and a knife. I mean. Yeah. I'm not like a Rockefeller. So anyway. Um, yeah. Disappointment. But that's sorry, not what I'm sorry they for. did that. Sorry they did that to you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I feel seen. I feel seen. I feel heard. You is special. You is kind. You is important. Uh, that's, those are my affirmations to other people. Uh, so, have you seen the help? <laughs> that's from the help. <laughs> I, that helps. No, I haven't. All right. It's not that good. People really love it, but it's not that good. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Andy plot line. Andy, as we know from previously on Parks and Recreation, is trying to become a police officer. And so he comes into his office. Jerry says hello. And uh, Andy immediately is like, something is different about my computer. Aha. It's gone. <laughs> and then he's excited that's the, because that's the thing. <laughs> a game is the foot. <laughs> uh, so he tells us that he, had, he is trying to... Uh, prepare for his entrance exam. And part of that is investigating a crime. So he asked somebody, um, his, the department to steal something from his desk so that he could practice. Um, and so he's like, he's ready to go. And he's like, all right, let's do this. And then he starts looking for his sunglasses because he's got to, you know, uh, Bert Macklin it up here with the sunglasses and he can't find them. And he starts sw swiveling around and you see his sunglasses are tucked in his shirt, uh, behind his tie. <laughs> So it's like, do you guys take my sunglasses too? Um, so he starts his investigation with Donna and uh, says, uh, 
Donna says, like, I was in Miami last weekend. I took my talents to South Beach. <laughs> uh, and Andy's like, well, what do you do down there? Maybe fencing stolen computers. And Donna, like, yes, I stole your government computer from Indiana. And I took it to Miami to sell it on the black market for 150 bucks. And it's like, ah, you don't know, but you just gave yourself away. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So you would, you would think he would learn sarcasm just by hanging out with April. No, no, he is a golden retriever and golden retrievers in my experience do not understand sarcasm. Um, so he's, <laughs> they're, all, he they're also dogs, but yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I bought that Will Ferrell uh, dissing your dog obedience training tape, and it does not work. So um, if you have not seen that, it's available on the SNL on YouTube somewhere. It's very funny. Dissing your dog. Um, have you seen that? No. You haven't seen that? Okay, let's pause right here. Pause, everybody. All right, welcome back. Wasn't that funny? That was that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I just love that, you know, greater than their sense of smell is their sense of sarcasm. <laughs> so um, you really haven't seen that that video? That sketch from, no. from SNL? Oh, my gosh. You do have to look it up I, later. So please, please do. Um, I will. All right. So uh, then uh, Andy in, is investigating Jerry. Uh, if that is, if even is your real name. And Jerry says, it's not my real name is Gary, which we have found out. Um, and, uh, and he says, well, Gary, if that's your real name, somebody stole my computer. Now, if you're a criminal, look at me, you have to tell me legally or else it's considered entrapment. And Jerry just says, I'm sorry, it wasn't me. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, really? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's okay. So then he goes to a talking head. He's like, okay, well, so we know it was not Jerry unless he's lying to me. I can never tell if people are lying to me. Hopefully that doesn't come up in my police work. Uh, it won't. No, not at all. Everybody tells the police the honesty, the honesty, the truth uh, right away. That's what we've learned. So then he goes to see Chris Traeger and he puts it on Chris to say, you did it. I know what you did. Don't play stupid and handsome with me. Uh, you stole my computer so I could practice for my police exam. And Chris then says, Andy, another computer was stolen across from the courtyard. I don't think this is part of your training. I think city hall was robbed. And dun, so, dun, dun. yeah. And Andy again is like, I can't tell if you're lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Andy's like, I think this is really happening. And, uh, Andy's like, that a real crime. That's even better. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, city hall was robbed. And, uh, Andy is on the case now with the police. Um, and so, he asks the police officer comes writing up his report. What's the plan? We're going to set up a perimeter, maybe bug a few phones. Uh, we could set up a dummy computer. They're going to still fill it with explosives and then boom, take them all out. And the, the police officer's like, we are not doing any of that. And, and Chris, like you need to let the police do the investigation. Um, but we don't have money to launch some kind of massive thing. Um, and so Andy's disappointed here. And so like, you're just going to fill up that stupid report. That's it. And the, the police officer's like, look, this is most of police work is writing stuff down. Um, and uh, and Andy is really bummed about this. Um, but Chris uh, ends the scene with, maybe we should find the person who stole his positive attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something I'm going to start saying around my house more. 
we should start an investigation about who stole your positive attitude. <laughs> uh, that my family will love that. They will love it. A hundred percent. You'll get a lot of positive responses to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And zero eye rolls. I guarantee you. Right. Uh, so Andy then comes back to Chris's office and is like, all right, status update. My new suspect is the dude who runs Carpet Emporium. <laughs> Way I figure it. Criminals love to wrap things up in rugs. <laughs> Plus, he yelled at me when I tried to unroll them all. <laughs> the logic is there. It's sound yeah. logic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Chris next, has a... Next up, tarp, tarp and shovel guy. Well, the tent guy. Right. Yep. Yeah. Rob Hewell. Um, later on, we're going to see. He's he's shady as I'll get out. He owns all the, the van guy. Got to transport it somehow. That's true. Tent guy, van guy, carpet guy. They could all be in on it for these $150 computers. Yep. It's a ring. They may they may have made up to three hundred dollars. <laughs> so, like, how do we split this? Sixty twenty. <laughs> and they're like, there's still some left over. Well, that, those are handling fees. <laughs> so that's the convenience but I, charge. But I handled, but, but I handled it too. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, Andy is bummed here. Like, he doesn't feel like a good cop. Um, and he, he's like, I'm terrible at investigating bad guys. Why should I become a cop at all? And he starts taking his shirt off. And Chris <laughs> is perplexed by this. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, when I get bummed, I take my shirt off because bad feelings make me sweaty. <laughs> That's just all um, the sadness coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweat is weakness leaving your body or mm-hmm. sadness in Andy's, in Andy's case. Um, and so uh, Chris then has an idea. Look, we need. You want to be a better police officer, but we also need a a security guard on the weekends. So uh, why don't we let you do that and feel this whole cop thing out? And uh, but he gives some rules. Um, You you must keep your clothes on at all times, even if you get sad. And he's like, no. okay, I'll do it. (laughs) And then he also Andy has some requests. I get a gun and I can point it in people's faces. And Chris's response Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, yeah. So, they, uh, so Andy now has a part time job. So, he's uh, some kind of admin uh, in the parks department, as well as a uh, now the weekend security guard for City Hall. So, things are coming up, Andy. All right. So, that's, that's the Andy plot line. Everybody's life is getting set in a new direction here. So let's talk about April and Leslie, because Leslie has a, a, a certain fondness for April. Uh, she considers her like a daughter, uh, a protege. Um, she saw potential in her. Um, and now April has come back from D.C., where she was working with Ben on a congressional campaign. She's growing up right before Leslie's eyes. Uh, and she has a presentation about uh, dog parks. And uh, so she starts out saying... Washington, D.C. has more dog parks per capita than most cities. Pawnee has only two. And this one, and she clicks to a a picture of a dog pooping. (laughs) It's like, this one is also an active parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like some cedar chips over the corner. (laughs) Yes. And Leslie asks her to stop so that she could say per capita again. (laughs) So she could take a picture of her. um, And April is annoyed, of course. So she is like a daughter to Leslie. Um, 
And then Leslie says, all right, now stand next to the screen and think about all the strong female role models in your life <laughs> to take another picture. Um, and we have a talking head about Leslie talking about how, so pr how proud she is of, of April. And when she thinks about it, she could cry. And she's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> she starts crying. Um, uh, and so come back from the talking head. And Leslie is like, this is great. One critique. If you want to be taken seriously, you might need to think about how you present yourself. Because April is wearing a shirt under her blazer that is called a Human Farm. And it's a picture of her friend Oren, uh, his head on a sheep. And it is disturbing. And it's like, well, that's weird. I hope we never see this again. Um, foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. um, but and so April's like, no, we're just going to keep going. Uh, so after reviewing all the options, I found the best location is lot 48 right behind Anne's house. And Leslie is upset with this um, because uh, that's the, the lot that she's been trying to build a park on for four years. Uh, and she says, I don't want to whip out the legalese now on you, but I got dibs. <laughs> and as, as everybody knows, dibs is a legally binding verbal contract between uh, multiple parties. You like, have to respect dibs. You have to. Dibs, shotgun, called it. You got to respect them all. Got to respect them all. Um, so uh, Leslie then tries to redirect her. Let, let's find a different lot So uh, for your dog park. And, uh, and then takes another picture. Um, so they, this is now creating going to create a bit of tension between April and Leslie. Um, so Leslie goes out and starts to look at some places. And the first place um, that they that we see them looking at is where Ninja Turtles are made. Uh, it is uh, it is a zone 14B. Uh, as April points out, it's an industrial waste cleanup and they should be wearing hazmat suits to be on it. Um, but Leslie's mm -hmm. like, this is a great place for a dog part. It's awesome. And there's a dog over there. And the dog is eating a child's doll, uh, <laughs> which is disturbing. Um, and Anne's like, oh, I had that exact doll. This is, this is traumatic for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and April comes back to it. Like lot 48 is the only one that works. And so next to the council meeting, I'm going to bring it up. And Leslie is asking her to please not do this. Um, but, uh, so I'll do anything. And April's like, all right, saw off your pinky toe, shave your head, have sex with Jerry. And Leslie says no to all of them. And April's response is, I tried to be reasonable. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so um so then it cuts to a talking head and in leslie's office and she's like i create a monster and i need to destroy her so she looks to a photo of her and joe biden and asks what would joe do what do i do joe um and uh and then she does a joe biden voice not a good one just <laughs> look into my eyes take a deep breath everything will be fine she's like he's so good <laughs> uh and uh so Leslie, instead of going to her pretend relationship with Joe Biden, she goes to her actual relationship with Ron Swanson. Um, and uh, and she's like, Ron, thanks for agreeing to see me. And I was like, I didn't. Uh, you just walked in here and started talking. And Leslie says, I don't have time for history lesson. <laughs> ancient history. <laughs> yeah, that's ancient history that just happened. Um, and uh, and she says, like, hey, I'm having a problem with a person in public works. Um, I'm trying to remove parking meters. So she's trying to get, you know, Ron's interest, um, by talking about something that he would also want to get rid of a government device. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, there's a guy in public works who's being difficult. And she's like, which one? Uh, Ricky Jordash. <laughs> uh, it's like, never heard of it. Okay. 
Uh, so he's like, well, listen, he used to be a slacker, but he's realizing his potential. But at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> but at what cost? Uh, and then uh, she also points out that he's smart. He's beautiful. I think of him in many ways as a daughter. But that would be crazy because he's a man and his name is Ricky. <laughs> so uh, how did you used to slow me down when I was being too me-ish? And Ron's like, I gave you busy work. Uh, I had you do a brochure about topsoil. <laughs> and Leslie's like, what? People still talk about mulch ado about nothing. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, I also said, uh, if you'd get particularly amped up uh, about a project, I'd just take you to JJ's and distract you with waffles. To which Leslie responds, those were distraction waffles. <laughs> uh, and, and she's like, I thought those were friendship waffles. And Ron is so brilliant. Breakfast food can serve many purposes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Uh, it. It can also serve to be dinner, which is one of the best dinners. Yes. Breakfast for dinner is all time. All time. Best replacement meal. Second best. Pizza for breakfast. Taking a dinner, flipping it. Now That's right. Especially when it's left out on the counter all night and it's just perfectly room temperature. Now, that listener, this is an area in Jeremy and I, in our friendship, that we will never see eye to eye on. But I need to know, listener, I need you to help me. <laughs> is Jeremy slowly poisoning himself and his family by leaving uh, his pizza out on the counter all night? Send an email. If to I have learned any parks <laughs> of conversation at gmail.com. That's all. <laughs> if, I, if I've learned anything over the last two years, it's that I am creating antibodies that are going to keep me from getting sick in the future. So I, you know, who's, who's wrong now? That's all yeah. I'm saying. I mean, you are, you are inviting bacteria and parasites into your body. To fight parasites, off any, any any kind of virus that might try to take root in your body, uh, there's no mold room. is just mold is just pre penicillin. I feel like, yeah, I'm curing oh. it before it even happens. Oh, that's so gross! All the words you just have you, said. Have you have you tried counter pizza? Uh, probably not on purpose. <laughs> All that I'm saying is it's it's not that bad. I've I've tried cold pizza. I've done it mm -hmm. your way. <laughs> my way it's not yeah. my way it's society's <laughs> way <laughs> it's a it's a way oh all right um yeah so listener please uh send an email to parks and conversation at gmail.com and uh if you eat counter pizza um you know first of all this is an intervention we brought all these people here to, to take a day because we love just, you and we want the best for you. support you. And we're going to say, say we're some all, things. Let's go. Counter, <laughs> counter culture, rise up. <laughs> what about counter milk? What's to stop you? Oh, counter, it hasn't been, it hasn't been, hasn't been pasteurized. <laughs> hasn't been cooked already. It's fine. It's safe. It's fine. It's gone through the process. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> what you're supposed that's, to that's know how, that's how, that's how food works you it's been cooked it's fine okay. okay milk has has been pasteurized like that's uh -huh. a process right so then but it's why a liquid. are we it's refrigerating not it it's not solid so soda can sit on the counter but it hasn't been pasteurized you don't know that i only drink pasteurized soda lactose free pasteurized soda <laughs> oh delicious sparkling milk <laughs> Oh, oh, that's gross. <laughs> it's, oh. The, it's, the it's the champagne of breakfast drinks. 
You can only call it champagne <laughs> if it comes from the milk champagne region of France. One hundred percent sparkling beef beef milk. Oh, beef juice. <laughs> Any, anyway, oh. um, yeah. So I don't know why. We, oh, breakfast waffles. Breakfast can serve many purposes. Um, uh huh. So, listener, help me out with this and uh, send me an email. <laughs> I'll tell Jeremy. Everybody agreed, but we don't have to read it on the show. Uh, so, uh, so then Ron's <laughs> next idea is, uh, you know, if everybody's excited about something, so just figure out what it is, express interest and divert their attention. And so Leslie does this by going to Human Farm with April to support Oren's uh, statement about uh, all of this. And Leslie says, um, I like the statement that it's making. You know, we're all in cages in a way. And April's like, yeah, it's actually about death in the city. And Leslie's like, yeah, Sorry. I see that now. And then we see Oren in the sheep costume crawling around on the floor. Um, goes to a commercial, comes back. And Leslie's like, I think we should do more stuff like this. Uh, you know, maybe instead like, you should focus on an arts program and drop this whole dog park thing and just coordinate the arts program. And April is like, I see she sees through it, which I love. It's like, you only brought me here to distract me from the dog park. You hate this show. And Leslie's like, no, I love it. What's your favorite part? The heavy handedness. <laughs> that was my favorite joke of the whole show. <laughs> yeah. The heavy handedness. Um, and uh, that just reminded me of all the people who are like, man, the matrix is so profound. It's so like, <laughs> it's so deep. And it's like, it's not really deep. <laughs> like it's, it's the first one's good. It's fun. It's not deep. Um, yeah, that's that. The heavy handedness is exactly or like the people who, you know, 21 years later are still like Fight Club is the most important movie in my life. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a good it, movie. It, it shouldn't <laughs> be. It should not be the most important thing in your life as you're driving up in your Audi because you missed the message of Fight Club. Uh, <laughs> do you own the stuff or does the stuff you, own you? You peaked cinematically. Back in high school. <laughs> when you were in high school, you snuck into the R-rated movie Fight Club and it blew your mind. I get it. There's so many other good movies. Um, yeah. Oh, people. So the uh, April, like, look, I'm going to Councilman Jam because he is on board with this. Uh, and April, Leslie's like, you can't go talk to him. He's a snake. And uh, and he's he's dangerous and april's like oh why should i trust you of all people right now and she storms off and then Oren on the on the on the ground says moo moo this is like aren't, aren't you supposed to be a sheep to which Oren re replies no you are oh, got him performance <laughs> art oh it's painful so we go to uh the uh, the council chambers and um, April is presenting her idea. Um, and Jer Jeremy's like, Ms. Luggett, you have a floor. And April says, thank you, Councilman Jam. Your help and general non-awfulness isn't much appreciated. Leslie. <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> members of the council. Uh, so she did a very uh, Joan Calamezzo move right there, Leslie. <laughs> so um, I believe lot 48 should be a dog park. And then Leslie starts booing and is like, well, let the record show that people are booing right now. Um, and, uh, and it was like, really, it's just one hag. And, um, 
And then Jeremy's like, uh, Jeremy Jam points out that, you know, since the whole lot is up for conversation about what it's going to be, well, what about no park? What if we sold it to Punchburger uh, and the city made a nice little profit? Um, and then he says a joke that I'm not going to repeat right now. Uh, and, uh, and April is disappointed with him. Cause like you told me you wanted a dog park and Jeremy's response is, uh, psych. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I love Jeremy psych. Jam so much. He, he is like, the, he's like the lame, he, he's like the lame bully, you know, like the one that is just can't back anything up physically. Like he's not going to be, but he just runs his mouth, but everyone's too nice yeah. to kind of like, you're not even worth it but they still think that they're winning exactly. somehow. Like we've all, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think we've all known that person. Psych. Well, this is, <laughs> this is, I'm going to, I'm going to make a statement that might, <laughs> might alienate some people. Jeremy jam is the Ben Shapiro of Pawnee. <laughs> he thinks he's smart, oh. but he's oh, wow. not. <laughs> so, uh, Ben Shapiro is what smart people think smart people or dumb people think smart people sound like, but he's just a bully. He's just a bully. So, and I said it, come at me, come at me, Shapiroites, uh, fans Shapiro-ites. of Ben, let's go Ben, is how I prefer to say it. Um, wow. <laughs> I got some opinions. <laughs> so, maybe, maybe too far. Stay, stay tuned for our, <laughs> stay tuned for our, our, our post, uh, political podcast. Oh, Biden, yeah. Bidening, Bidening your horizons. <laughs> oh yes i am yeah anyway every time i think of that attitude of jeremy jam it's like that's not an argument you just made a claim and no argument you just isn't this stupid like no you're stupid so um yeah so he got jeremy then introduces his he introduces us to his uh his catchphrase again you just got jammed and mostly on the official record. I hate when he says that. <laughs> so then they cut back to the office in the conference room. And Les is like, I, I hate when I, I told you he's a snake. And, and April's like, you should know. Uh, and it's like, do you deceive me first? You're a snake. You deceive me for two straight days and you eat mice. Unless <laughs> his response is, I don't eat mice. <laughs> Um, and so Ron is there. He's like, enough. You guys are coworkers and we treat each other in this office with respect. And then Jerry comes in and is like, hey, April, how's that dog park coming? And everybody just yells at him. This is get out of here. This is private. And Jerry's like, sorry, guys. So um, we treat people with respect, except Jerry. Um, right. And he's and not so people. Then, yeah, he's just he's office furniture is how they treat him. Um, so Anne's like, listen, we're going to leave you in here until you figure this out. No one leaves the octagon. He's like, I dated an ultimate fighter. It's, it was a thing he said. Um, and so then uh, they're trying to work this out. Uh, and and Anne says, Leslie, maybe you want to admit that you haven't been the greatest role model. Um, and April's like, Orin's my only role model. Uh, and <laughs> April, maybe you want to admit that you've been a little selfish. And, and Leslie is like, look, you're right. You showed enthusiasm and I blew it. And I'm sorry. And April apologizes. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry I outsmarted you at every turn. Um, and so they make make it up. They make peace here. And they're like, all right, what do we do? Um, and uh, Anne is like, I really don't want a paunch burger behind my house because if I d- 
there is one I'll eat there every night and it's not good. And so uh, we need to play dirty uh, with Jan. We need it like he played dirty with us when you played dirty with him. Uh, unless it's like, I, uh, I've got an idea. It's not illegal, but it's uncool. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> April's like, I'm on board. So their plan is to uh, take all the dogs and children of Pawnee and let them play in Jeremy's, Jeremy Jam's front yard, which is not illegal, but it is uncool. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy is not pleased with it as uh, one of the uh, one of the dogs is uh, asserting their dominance over his garden gnome. Um, there's kids <laughs> all running all over the place. He's like, I'll call the police. And Anne's like, yeah, that's a cool thing. Uh, sick the police on a bunch of puppies and kids. Uh, that's a good photo op. And so Jeremy's like, fine, 90 days. We'll put, put our plan to a vote. Winner takes all. And they agree to this thing. Um, and, uh, and Leslie's like, Hey, Jam, you just got noped. And then, and Ludgated and Perkins and Jeremy's like, ha ha, nice try. It didn't work. You just got jammed. <laughs> uh, his, his stupid little dance when he says that his little shimmy. It's so I great. laugh every, I, I, I wait for that. It's so funny. His yeah. little smirk. He, like, ha, he is gotcha. just perfectly fulfilling the essence of a Jeremy Jam, the actor, uh, John something. Can't remember off the top of my head. So, um, yeah, but he he's great. And uh, and then Liz is like, all right, let's get to work. And Anne's like, well, don't you ever just take a second to enjoy things? And she says, that's what I did. Let's get to work. How else do people enjoy things? So, uh, so yeah, so now <sighs> we have a trajectory a for nap. naps are good. Uh, we have a trajectory for Leslie and April trying to figure out the, this park situation so it doesn't become a punch burger. We have Ben uh, charting a course to pursue something he loves. And Tom is starting his business. So there's a lot of initiating in this episode. So it's a it's a good, good episode, I think. Yeah, what, yeah what I, are your I enjoyed on it. One, Jeremy? low on the uh on the old imdb rating i think it came in at a 7.8 but yeah agreed i i like these kinds of episodes because it it moves everything forward so i'm not looking for the you know must watch you have to watch this one-off episode all the time in parks and rec so to to move parts of the story forward in people's lives is and there's tension between leslie and april and you know they grow and yeah it's 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 a it's a fun episode i like these i do i really like these kinds of episodes i think this is what to the, the hardcore fans kinds of endears themselves to the show um not a lot of you know ron uh i think uh um let's see who else was in in it donna oh yeah donna was in Donna's it for just a little it. bit jerry's in yeah, it for she a little was in bit it. But Ron so. is the like the uh, the sage in this episode. Yeah, he's the voice of wisdom. Um, but, so yeah, yeah. I mean, and Joe Biden is a, the of course, voice of yeah. wisdom through, through as Leslie, Leslie channels him. Right. Yeah. Um, would you Would you so, think of this one? I hated it. No, I like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I just love Jeremy Jam. Anytime he's around, it's yeah. like this is going to be funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also. I really like the April Leslie dynamic because April is a character who grows throughout this whole series and goes right. from apathetic to pathetic to non-pathetic. Um, that's not how that works, but she goes into a, 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 she becomes a person who cares for Leslie, for the city, uh, for her coworkers. And she wants the best for, for the city. 
And a lot of it was she got out of DC or out of Pawnee to go to DC. And like that, that helped her grow as a person. And I think largely because Ben challenged her. Ben said, I brought you here because I think you're smart. I think you do a good job. And so like getting her out of her rut in Pawnee uh, gave her a new perspective. And so she came back with like, all these dog parks in DC are awesome and mm-hmm. we don't have any. So why are we, why can't we just work on one intentional dog park instead of an active parking lot? So, <laughs> which, which links back to her, like her love of like the animals with the adoption thing too. So it's, right. it's on character. It's not surprising that she would go in this direction. So yeah. And then I guess that's, that's why, that's why I like these episodes. So mm-hmm. yeah. Agree. So awesome. Well, Jeremy, what's the next episode? Uh, the next episode is, um, full cast and crew. That's not, that's not correct. That's just the page I was on right now. Um, <laughs> Leslie versus April is the one we are now doing and Pawnee commons. Leslie wants to reject a great park idea just because the designer comes from Eagleton. The oh, designer, yes. uh, Tom begins his new business venture with a new fiscal approach and Andy and April find a way to make Andy's new security job more exciting. Yeah. Anytime we get to go to Eagleton is also a fun time for me because mm-hmm. it's the, the the foil to Pawnee. It's great. Yeah. Agree. Well, that'll so. be fun. Well, listener, uh, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, please mm-hmm. let your friends know that we're still doing this. Um, you know, we are. Uh, it's cool to see. There's more people downloading this than I know personally uh, that are listening. So please. <laughs> That's good. Like it's not just my friends and my mom downloading on all the Apple computers at the store. (laughs) I asked her to stop doing that. Uh, But I think, well, come on, let's be honest, dude. They, they asked her to stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a team effort. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, people, thank you for listening and, uh, and please rate and review the show, pass it on, let people know about it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to do one complete show without any major technical problems like we did last time. So if you listen to, uh, episode six, kinda, and then episode six for real, um, thank you for uh, sticking through that, those shenanigans. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you have any questions or comments, please send us an email parks and conversation at gmail.com. Uh, and you can also email to talk about like why Jeremy should stop poisoning his family with counter pizza. Enjoy, enjoy your counter pizza this week, listener. It's, it's fine. You're, you'll be, you'll be just fine. In fact, it might open up a whole entire new culinary experience for you and you don't even waste space in your refrigerator. It's great. Interesting. Interesting. That's why those, that's why they make cardboard boxes. They, they close, if you close it, bad stuff can't get on top. That's just, Uh that's science, man. So. (laughs) Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. I'm going to have to put a disclaimer on this one. So, uh, <laughs> it's, got the ex- right. it's got the explicit tag for explicitly don't listen to Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I take great exception to his claims. <laughs> That's what the E stands for now. Exception. So, all right. Well, yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. See ya.